Hello, welcome back for season two of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you build stronger relationships, deepen your faith, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to the program. Thank you for enduring our intro jingle, at least this one more time, so that we can get into some super practical discussion that I hope will help you make some very distinct decisions in your life. In fact, by the end of this episode, you ought to be able to make two very clear lists. One of those lists will include things that it is time to quit. Yes, we are quitters. Quitting can be an excellent decision, and we will talk about what to quit and why. And then in another list, you will write down some things that are truly important to you, and it is time to look at that list and say, I'm done starting over. It's time to see what my effort can actually achieve if I stick with it and turn it into progress. So you'll see all that today, but before we get there, there are a few pieces that I need to pull together for you, and it starts with this title. I need you to understand that I take a title like today's very seriously. We have had, what, 80-something episodes, and not one single episode so far has started with a negative word. You can look back. We had some that were maybe close and some words that were kind of ambiguous, but most of our titles are building, memorizing, winning, honoring, unifying, all those kinds of really positive terms. So for me to title an episode, Stop Starting Over, is a big deal. We've never titled an episode with the word stop or quit or don't. And I know this can probably be frustrating to people who hear me preach, but I'm not the biggest fan of telling you a hundred things not to do. The truth is, you usually know what not to do. We have a very clear biblical understanding of the things that God does not approve. The problem is, we lack the understanding, the encouragement, the clarity to do the right thing. So mostly, I preach about that. And while this podcast is not a set of sermons, it follows that same ideology. Let's figure out the right thing to do and get excited about it. And then all that stuff that we knew we weren't supposed to do, we just finally get to stop doing. So I just need you to understand that I have not chosen lightly the title, Stop Starting Over. The reason, I think you'll see, is there are some things we do need to stop doing, but we don't realize that we're doing it, and we don't fully realize why it's keeping us from breaking through. So I hope you'll see all that today. Now, in my defense, I did not come up with this title. Last December, I decided to make the transition from running to cycling, just to give the knees a little bit of a break. So the family and I invested in one of these indoor cycles that has the screen on it, you know, where you get to have the instructor there right in front of you via camera, and they encourage you on the ride. And I was in an intense one right at the end of the month of December, Probably two-thirds the way through, I was sweating profusely, and I was just getting past well beyond my comfort zone. 
She looks up into the camera right into my eyes and she says three words, stop starting over. And then she just looks down and keeps on writing. And I don't know if you've ever felt this before, but sometimes when people look at you and say something, and keep in mind, she wasn't even actually looking at me from her perspective, it's like every syllable has this pounding drum sound. And that's how those three words hit me. Stop starting over. I instantly knew what she was talking about and why it mattered to me, even if she didn't. I don't even know this person. There are too many things in my life that I run out of steam for, I lose focus, and I quit those things only to return to them again and start over later. Do you know of anything in your life like that? Things that you got excited about in January and you quit by March, things that you found some new angle to, but you didn't have the time to continue and you quit. But the problem is the thing you are pursuing is too important to forget. So you end up three months later or 12 months later, right back where you started again, because the thing that you were pursuing never really goes away. It's just too important in the long run. Now, before we talk about that, I need to be clear on something I said in the introduction. Quitting is fine. If you want to stop doing something and that thing is not resonating back with your core values, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago, if that thing really doesn't matter to God and it's not benefiting your family and it's not bringing you happiness, stop doing it. Be a big fat quitter. Quitting things like that is a great idea. Chances are you will never go back to it again as long as you stop going back to things that don't really matter, which is kind of a part of this as well. I think of several things over the years. I tried to learn programming language last year, got excited about learning Python. I realized after, I don't know, 30 hours of work that there was no reason for me to do this. I started losing interest and I thought, I shouldn't be a quitter. And then I got to thinking, yeah, but why am I doing it? Even if I succeed, it won't mean much to me. It's not like I'm going to take on a part-time Python job. So I quit. And you know what? The moment I quit, I knew I would probably never go back. That's been true of some languages I've tried to learn. Sometimes it's even true of recreation. Maybe there are things you do for fun that you know is just getting in the way. And it's not really paying any dividends. You just do it out of habit. It eats up copious amounts of hours that you can't use on other things. You know what I say? Quit that thing. Chances are you'll never go back to it since it wasn't really helping you grow in ways that mattered. For me, my example on that is playing video games. I grew up playing lots of video games. And even into my adult life and up until just a couple of years ago, I always had a little game going on the side. But I started to notice that while I was addicted to it, the payoff was very light. Within a couple of weeks, I'd completely forgotten the game I was playing a couple of weeks earlier. And it turns out there were other things that were much more important to me that I needed to start again, by the way, that I just didn't have time for because I was doing something that didn't matter. So I quit and I feel great about it. So let me just say this because we need to get into the meat and potatoes of this lesson and your practical ideas. If you want to quit something and you don't think there's any chance you will be drawn to it again, do it. No shame. Because you're going to need some extra energy 
you're going to need some extra time to get back to doing things that matter and make sure that you have enough time so that you won't quit that thing. Stop starting meaningful things over again. And even before we get into specifics on that, let me explain the way this works. If you keep coming back and starting over, you're continually burning energy in a profitable direction. That's why you keep coming back to it, whether it's Bible reading or worship services or losing some weight, eating better, whatever it is. Except every time you come back after a long layoff, you have to kind of start over again. You're wasting energy. If you will stop starting over things that matter, you won't be using extra energy to reaccomplish the same things over and over again. You will actually be able to reach new heights and levels. Let me give you a quick example and then a Bible passage that I think will help greatly. Imagine that someone decides that they want to build a garden in their backyard. It's a big deal to them. It's always been something on their mind and it benefits their family. Great thing. Go for it. So they do a little research and find out that it takes about 100 hours. If you can put 100 hours in, you will get a nice crop produced for your family. So the guy goes out and he spends 10 hours getting the ground ready. He marks off the area, tills the ground, gets the rows set, 10 great hours. And then he quits. He quits for six weeks. He gets busy doing other things. He forgets about it. But you know, that garden is actually important to him. So he's always kind of drawn to it. And before long, he's back out there again. And he puts 10 more hours in. But guess what he uses them to do? Yeah, the same stuff that he did six weeks ago. Now he's burnt 20 hours and he's only accomplished about 10 hours of progress. So maybe this time he pushes another 10 hours out and he goes ahead and plants the seeds and gets them all put in their place in rows and labels the rows and lays out some fertilizer. But then, you know, stuff starts happening at work. Whatever. He forgets about it for another six weeks. He doesn't water the seeds. Nothing. You see how that works? When he comes back, guess what? The seeds are gone. Now you have to go repurchase the seeds, putting in new work just to reaccomplish things that he'd done already. At that rate... He will burn the same 100 hours stretched out over a period of a year and have nothing to eat. If he would have used that same 100 hours consecutively with only minor breaks in between, not giving up, they would already be eating around their table with the produce of his work. Same amount of effort, huge difference in the outcome. Now, I guess you could have told the guy about halfway through, look, clearly you don't love gardens, just quit and give it up. But the problem is, he does love gardens. It does matter. And that's what I mean for you. When we begin identifying things in this last five minutes that you will always return to, what I'm saying is, you need to keep the momentum going. Clear out the things that don't matter and keep it going. I'm reminded of the parable that Jesus told, since we're talking about gardens, of the seed and the soil. And you remember the seed that went into the ground and it brought forth a crop, but around it grew all these weeds the weeds weren't being tended and it was the deceitfulness of riches and the worries of this world and ultimately it chokes it out. Well, you know what I see a lot? I see a lot of Christians who spend most of their time weeding out the thorns and then they lose focus and the thorns grow again. And so when they're ready to get serious about God, they've got to spend most of their energy doing what? Weeding out the same old thorns again. 
But if they hadn't quit, if they'd stopped starting over, and after they weeded out the thorns, they actually started watering and fertilizing the ground. And they started allowing that seed to grow and protecting it. The same amount of energy over 2020 gets put in, the outcome is tremendously multiplied. So for this last leg of our episode, let's look at it in each of the four categories that we often talk about. Let's start with the most important thing, faith. What are some things about your walk with God that you find yourself quitting from time to time? You do it because it's important. You get excited about it because you need it, and then life gets in the way. But we're not talking about things that you quit and never went back to. I want to know what are some things about your faith that you always end up coming back to because you know how important that it is. We see this a lot in the new year with Bible reading programs. The Bible clearly teaches we should be daily, regularly reading the Word. People lose focus. Next year they start again. And they end up with a bunch of Bible reading programs conveniently located under their refrigerator because by March they pulled the magnet off and let it fall beneath only to put up a new one next year. If Bible reading is something you keep coming back to, stop starting over. You keep putting in good effort, but it's so spread out that you're not getting any of the real benefits of it and you never get to see where it's intended to go. Stick with it. I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 5, where the author said, look, by this time, you ought to be teachers. There's been enough teaching going on and worship services that you should really be doing amazing things, but you've lost focus. You've quit studying so many times that, in fact, he said in chapter 6, I've got to go back and teach you the very same things that you've already been taught multiple times. Stop starting over in your spiritual walk. Maybe for you, it's attending worship services Maybe it's doing things each week to serve people. There's a reason why you keep going back to it. So stop leaving it. Maybe there's a thing or two you can write down under this category today. Remember, I think it would be healthy if you had a short list of things that it's time to quit. Like, they're not doing it for you. You already know that. Let them go. And then revisit things that are real passions in your life that you're ready to get back to for good. We're not saying there won't be setbacks, sick weeks, days off, or that you might not have to sail off course sometimes, episode from last year, but you're never going to start back at square one again, never again. The next category is friendships or relationships. Sometimes there are relationships that you try to improve, you try to make it better, it's just not working, and you decide to quit that. I don't mean that you treat them poorly, it's just that you go ahead and move along, and you know you probably won't return to that person. Maybe you change jobs, maybe you move away. That's fine. Be kind to them, pray for them, but you don't have to work on that. But there are other relationships that you keep coming back to working on, because you're married to the person, because it's your parent, or it's your child, or it's someone you go to church with. Do you have any relationships like that? where you hear just the right sermon or the right podcast and you say, I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to start doing the right thing in my marriage. I'm going to start interacting with my kids in a different way. And then, you know, you get frustrated about something or life gets in the way and you stop working on it. And all that progress just goes away because it doesn't get validated by consistency. But guess where you are a few months from now? Working on your marriage again. There have been people 
working on their marriage for 20 years who keep driving in the same nail, maybe halfway in and then ignore it until it shimmies loose again, knock it back in, let it shimmy loose again. No boards are getting put up on the wall if you can't get past some initial effort. So when it comes to these relationships that you keep eventually trying to make better, don't stop making them better. Make it a consistent part of who you are. And here's the cool thing. You'll end up putting in around the same amount of energy, discipline, and selflessness, except you actually get a great marriage out of it or an improved relationship. Let's take a quick look at the third category. And now, by the way, the more I think about this, you can have one list on the left of generic things that you're ready to quit and you can throw cell phone usage in there along with learning another language or whatever to create time for things that you already know matter. But on the right side, maybe you can come up with some of those things in each category. So when we talk about finances, we spent a lot of time on that in last week's episode. But if you keep coming back to a budget and then you bust it for six months and then you come back to it again because it puts you into trouble, or you keep coming back to making cuts or earning a little extra and then you just lose interest, but you're always right back there again, it's time to make a list of things with your finances that you're going to pour all of that same amount of effort into consistency, and then I can promise you that the effort you put in consistently to a monthly budget or cuts or setting aside extra income or paying down debt, the snowball effect that Dave Ramsey always talks about is terrific, But you know what? You have to stop starting over on that. It's time to stick with it. And then lastly, as we close, we talk a lot about fitness. Maybe it's losing a certain amount of weight. Maybe it's eating better for the sake of your heart or getting some needed cardio. Maybe you don't care about any of that stuff. Okay. But if you care enough that it's on your mind a lot, and after you've quit for three months or a year, you're always right back at it, clearly it matters to you. So stop starting over. You may get slowed down sometime by travel or illness or whatever, but you're not quitting. You will not be back to square one, putting on your running shoes, barely able to walk half a mile. Never again. I'm ready to keep this moving forward. So listen, next week we'll be back to our positive programming of encouragement and growth. But when that lady looked at me when I was riding on that bike and she said these three words, I knew that there were a few things that I really care about, that I was just doing wrong. And the resolve to do it right has turned into an incredibly optimistic vision for the rest of this year. I want you to experience that as well. You know your task of making a couple of lists for this week. Do so with courage. Make sure all of your decisions resonate with your core values. And when they do, stop starting over. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the program, please remember to share with your family and your friends. Also, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for emails, order the three-month journals, or just catch up on old episodes. So until next time, let me leave you with this. Whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.